mutated animal trying to rediscover a genetic pattern, all of which made him a coast-to-coast man, except for those miles in between which he now had to think about. A.D. always brought his wardrobe on the road, believing that it gave him an edge to wrap himself in something new. In Santa Fe, he bought a pair of blue and white Tony Lama boots, a black Levi jacket, and a gray Stetson. He was a large, fleshy man in his early forties with an unkempt red beard and pale, unfocused blue eyes, and the new threads, rather than cushioning a generally wasted appearance, only made him seem more sinister, which he liked, he decided, checking himself out in a full-length mirror before he went down to the fried adobe on the outside of town. The fried adobe stood between a taco burger stand and a Texaco station. Inside, a tired country and western trio sang Moon Over Tulsa to a table of drunken college kids and two silver-haired businessmen arguing over their bill. After a brandy and soda at the bar, A.D. went back to the dressing rooms. Gangrene were all there, and they weren't waiting for him. Melissa Green lay on a badly sprung couch, her eyes hidden behind dark glasses. Her long legs were wrapped in tight leather pants, her broad shoulders and sagging breasts in a green silk shirt. Her braided hair had been dyed green, and her fingers, wrists, and neck were covered with green jewelry. The three members of the band sat around a table drinking wild turkey from a bottle and dipping slabs of roast beef and ham into a large jar of mayonnaise. They all wore green suits with thin green ties and green basketball sneakers, Their dyed green hair was cropped short, all except for an emaciated black man whose oblong head was completely bald. I'm the new roadie, A.D. said. No one answered or acknowledged him, an attitude that A.D. accepted and even welcomed. He sat down at the table and lit a cigarette. After he had smoked half the cigarette, he asked what time the set went on. No time, the black man said. He stood up and looked down at Melissa Green, his eyes full of malignant confusion. There ain't gonna be no set, no nothing, nowhere. Melissa swung her long legs over the edge of the couch and took off her glasses. Her eyes were flat and glazed. You have a contract, Charlie, she said, looking at the floor. I got a contract with myself, baby, Charlie said, and that's the name of the game and that's it. Melissa stood up. Through the layers of makeup, she looked old and stretched and burned out. Then get the fuck out, she screamed. You've been sandbagging me from the beginning. You've been sandbagging yourself. Not that you got that much to sandbag. You're a psychotic wreck, sugar. I mean that sincerely. Melissa picked up the jar of mayonnaise and turned it over, a large glob falling on Charlie's shoulder. He stood there letting her do it. You always wanted to be an albino, said the drummer, a thin-lipped man with empty blue eyes. Green never did suit you. The other member of Gangrene picked up his guitar. That cuts it, he said, and left the room. Charlie watched him go, then ripped Melissa's silk shirt from her body. He slowly wiped off the mayonnaise before he walked out the door. The drummer wrapped up the roast beef and ham in a napkin. For the road, he said, and followed Charlie. Melissa went back to the couch and sat down. A small, elegant tattoo of a red dagger pointed down between her breasts. She looked at A.D. Fuck me, she said. I don't think that would be appropriate. What's appropriate? 
I won't be able to get it up. You never know unless you try. She sighed, her impulse over. A.D. asked if he would get paid. No, she said. Everyone's on their own from here on out. He offered her his jacket, which she absently accepted. You can drive me back to the house for my things, she said. I'm clearing out. Melissa drove. She told A.D. the story of her life, but he didn't listen, having too much trouble with his own story. She turned off the main highway and followed a dirt driveway ten miles to its end. Two station wagons and a VW van were parked in front of a broken-down pickup truck. To one side stood a barn and a corral hosting three horses. Beyond the corral lay the shimmering, moonlit desert. We've been staying here like some fucking commune, Melissa said. It's the club owner's hobby ranch. The whole thing is a nightmare. He followed her around the side of the house.